0: Welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Friday evening. Thank you guys for choosing to start the weekend uh, here with Break the Cycle. You know, I always appreciate you guys' constant viewership. Uh, it means a lot to my family and I. Uh, but we got a great, awesome, amazing show for you guys tonight. Let's start off with sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great uh, custom Break the Cycle sundowning uh, synthwave Dark camo hoodie that I'm wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount Or you can join the Patreon subscribe star or become a member of the YouTube channel Under all of my videos by hitting join Where you can get into a private Discord server And get all of his new gear up to two weeks early uh, At like a 30% discount So if you're one of the smaller tiered pay- paying members of the show uh, It really pays for itself if you're buying top lobster gear Good stuff, do it if you can And of course, uh, executive producers of the show Anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs, check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at, much cheaper and much more efficiently. Uh, guys, seriously, if you own a business, go check them out right after the show. AnthemPlanning.com. Uh, they're going to save you a headache at least. But definitely probably some money too So uh, go check them out I'm going to have some new sponsors coming up soon uh, I'm pretty excited about that uh, Including one that's very near and dear to my heart So uh, watch out for that You guys will be getting emails and stuff If you signed up for the email list uh, Also I got uh, uh, my good friend Josh's book Second Story Work uh, Is going to be coming out in PDF form For all people who sign up on the email list So if you go to my uh, link tree on Twitter And sign up for the emails uh, You're going to get a free book Like a really cool book And uh, obviously we, we put out uh, at least weekly emails uh, I know we lagged a couple weeks Here and there, but mostly weekly emails Updates, all kinds of stuff on uh, Shows coming up, so go check that out If you can. Uh, guys, like I said we got a great show for you tonight. I'm very, very excited uh, You know Libertarian Twitter can be a little uh, Virulent sometimes it is a little Crazy um, and I think one of the Biggest debates online right now uh, Sands today where it's we're all Arguing about the property rights of uh, um, People who want to enforce state tyranny On us uh, I I Think one of the biggest ones that have been going around for Quite a few months is this libertarian post libertarian Or uh, praxian As I was told to call it uh, uh, Ideology kind of argument um, and, and I feel Like people keep choosing sides but I, I love people on both sides uh even you know there's even a couple lulberts that i like who are working in certain cities where it's like they kind of got to be a little lulbert uh but th- but these guys are some of my favorite people so uh i figured i'd bring them on and we talk about it more and see if we can clear some of this stuff up but of course my first guest is uh uh the the host of free man beyond the wall and one of the most base motherfuckers you know peter Arquinones, sir how are you doing tonight I'm doing great. How are you, Josh? Oh, you know, I can't complain, man. Thanks so much for coming on. And, uh, of course, uh, second is the host of the CounterFlow uh, uh, podcast with Buck Johnson. It is Mr. Buck Johnson, sir. How are you? I'm good. Are you saying there's very fine people on both sides? There's very fine people on both sides, man. And, uh, you know, both sides both sides don't always uh, send their best, you know, but but, some, but sometimes true. they do. Yep. So far just us. Yeah. Uh and of course our my last but not least the host of Popular Liberty Mr. Andrew Sir how are you doing?
1: Good. I'm glad to be here by the way. I just want to say before we begin I really love truckers. Y'all are the best drivers on the road and I know I don't have to worry about any of you, you know, cutting me off. So uh- I'm not a fucking we're, trucker. You know that, right? The <laughs> really? No, I'm not. No, no. Top Lobster is the trucker,
0: man. I'm a I'm a criti- oh, okay. I'm a critical facilities engineer. I'm the one who keeps the data centers up and running that let your credit cards. Dad, for some works. reason, I thought you were a trucker. No, no, I'm a I'm a data center guy who's uh, currently looking it, at It's just I mean, you throw a dart and you hit a trucker.
2: So in, in Liberty Space, I've so, had lots know. of truckers I mean-
0: on the show. So, I mean, I get the mix-up. You know, I've had Reed on, I've had Q on, and Top Lobster several times. So, so I get it, man. Um, but I, I, freaking
1: uh, Top Lobster, great shirt.
0: Well, yeah, is that the? Uh, it's not you, it's me, shirt. Yep, for Texas. Oh, for Texas, gotcha, gotcha. Are you? Uh, because I, I know he's got one version that's got New York on it, and I, I love that's my favorite one. That one in California, they're they're amazing. Uh, because those states just suck as a as a, a California expat, I know how bad uh those two states suck, man, but uh good
1: job moving yeah,
0: yeah, now I'm in the frozen I,
1: tundra it uh, takes too. a lot of courage to move your entire family across country well, I mean, actually, I, I moved was, here
0: and started the family if you can believe that even better yeah i uh I've told the show, the story on the show so many times, but I, I had a daughter who didn't live with me. She was uh, older, teenager, 15. Uh, and when I moved here, my fiance had two kids. Then we got, she got pregnant with our son, who's almost one now. Uh, then we got custody of my daughter, who was pregnant when we went to pick her up, and her two siblings that I did not biologically make. So it was like in, in the span of a year, we had seven kids. Wild nice absolutely wild um, This dude is an amazing conservative <laughs> Dude I know people, I, I. it's funny because they you know We have this abortion debate all the time all the time People are like what are you you're gonna you gonna go adopt Kids that aren't your own I'm like I got two of them already You know what I mean? I'll mean? i take more you know No big deal um, uh, What's up man thanks quest fanning for the five dollar super chat He said trucker rhymes with motherfucker Understandable mistakes true it's true it's very true uh, <laughs> So so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, this This praxian thing okay it's like So, we have this constant argument, and it seems to be, it's not even like Lulberts that are arguing with you guys all the time. Sometimes it's really good libertarians, you know, uh, uh, even some paleos that I know. Um, But you guys come from a paleo side of the libertarian sphere for sure. I know Buck and and Pete for sure. I I know a little less about you, Andrew, but I've sat down and talked with both of these guys quite a bit. Um, So, um, but I, I, you know, I, I came from a neocon. Uh, perspective to uh, Ron Paul, libertarian. And then, you know, I'm much more paleo now than I was even when I worked on Ron Paul's Seven campaign. have kids, <laughs> no kids. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I, you know, the last two years have taken me, and I, I've said it on the show a hundred times, but. The last two years have taken me from being, I really want to educate you to get the fuck out of my way or else. Like that's, that's kind of what happened in, in my progression over this, uh, this farce that we're living through. Um, I'm so, loving it. <laughs> yeah. So I understand, I understand like, you know, things change and people start kind of, um, uh, uh, figuring out other stuff. And you know, we've, we've tried to quietly and, and peacefully talk to people and educate them and, and, uh, on, you know, property rights and all this stuff. But it's come to a point now where it's like the state is using businesses to enforce their tyranny on us and it's 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 there's no more like time to really talk about these things you know what i mean like we had we had a lot of time and now the tyranny is flying at way over the speed limit and it's insane man but uh, buck let's let's start with you man let's you, you, why don't you kind of give me uh you're, you're running you're gonna be running for office in texas there right it's being explored yeah. yeah, I, I know. Well, that's how you, that's how you run for office. You always start an exploratory committee first. I get it. I know. Um, yeah. but so, so you guys have kind of railed against, uh, the party libertarians, especially recently. And I know you, you've talked about running as a Republican, but what, I mean, what is it, you know, with
3: the, the party libertarians, what do you see as the big hang up with them? Hmm. My own experience tells me what I know uh, for the most part, But, and this isn't a knock on specific people that I've met and become friends with through the years. There's people that I like in the Libertarian Party, but I, I would say my issue generally is not with the people in the party so much, like the ones I know, but the party itself has just done uh, nothing. I joined it in 2000, and when I went back in 2016, I believe to try to be a delegate for— Jacob Hornberger. So I guess it was 2015 as that ball started getting rolling. Um, lo and behold, I looked around and it was the same people. They were at the same meetings uh, from 20 or from at that point 15 years ago and they had done nothing. And so it was a little bit disheartening and I kind of rolled with it for a bit. And then at some point, um, I and, and to correct it really quick, I don't know that I would run as a Republican here. Um, I don't know at a local level that I will need a political party yeah, at it's all. It's probably not partisan uh, Yeah, so, yeah, so <clears throat> um, I'm not a political party guy, and uh, I was soiled basically on that ad because of the Libertarian Party. And then the as I've done the podcast through the years and, and been in touch with more people on the legitimate right, uh, you realize that the Libertarian Party itself is looked at as uh, a negative. And that's not because it's going to screw up somebody's race, uh, local race or something, or going to spoil something. It's because generally it's looked at as a libertine institution that's uh, full of kind of, you know, Murray Rothbard said some of this in the 90s, kind of uh, uh, losers, <laughs> to be honest. And Space,
2: space cadets was... The one, like the article he put out in like 1979.
3: Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it, it just has a feeling that I don't want to be a part of and, and more power to them. uh, You know, I, I get support from them. And like I said, the people I know personally uh, that are, you know, I I mainly for the most part, know the people in the LPMC that are involved in the LP and those, those folks for the most part have been fine and, and very supportive of me it's just the libertarian party at large. It's just, uh, not for me. Sure. Sure.
0: And, and you, you've been a member, I mean, several times over the, the last decade and, and, uh, Pete as well, you've been a member what, once or twice, right? 2008.
2: And I mean, yeah, a couple of times came back in 2017. And I think I've renewed every year since 2017, even this year, I even joined when I moved here to Ohio,
0: I joined the, uh, the Ohio LP. As you actually you guys actually surprisingly enough, the Ohio LP has some pretty base people in it, but it's Oh they do at they large, do. Yeah. at large it's a hard, it's a tough party, dude. It is. It's yeah, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah I mean I, I sat on a panel with you about uh you know basically broadcasting liberty to people at the Georgia Libertarian Party convention. It was great we had a good time. It was you and I and, and who uh who was the other one? Shane was it Shane? No, 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 it was Shane's it was Shane's par- Who was that? Why do I always oh, forget? Man. I know who it is, dude. I suck. It was a good panel, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was Banks. It was a lot of fun. Banks Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. It was Banks. Yeah, yeah, yep. 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 That's yep, right. Yep. I just remember that. Yeah. That was a good panel, man. And, 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 you know, you, you were, you seemed pretty optimistic about the Libertarian Party, but now it seems like you, there's a, uh, half the party you just want to physically f- like fight, dude. Well, I mean, I, it,
2: it just doesn't seem like, If I'm going to get into politics, I want to get into politics to win. True. And um, the Libertarian Party, I mean, look at what you have to sign. uh, Click the box on in order to join. That you, non-aggression for political or personal gains. I understand the personal gains. I mean, if you're going to get into politics, it's all about, it's about using force. It's about using power. And power is sometimes going to be force, and force doesn't have to have be violence, but it can be putting, you know, putting, using thumbscrews sometimes on people. And I just don't see anybody in the libertarian party doesn't seem to want to do that. Um, you know, and I mean, it, the leftist influence that has gone into the party definitely is something of a concern is a concern of mine. Um, but I mean, I've even abandoned that. It's just the fact that you want to, do you want to crush the anti-fascist mob in the libertarian party? Yeah, though? <laughs> Seriously though, but the um everywhere, but the, yeah, the fact that they're not willing to do what needs to be done politically in order to get ahead is what is, is why, I mean, I'm just the, over the last 20 months, it's like, look, I mean, how do we fight this? Sure. I mean, I think that really hoppa gave us the blueprint 24 years ago. And I wish, I know some people started using it back then. Yeah. I think the free state project probably is the closest thing. I think that it would need to be, uh, broken down smaller. And I've actually talked to Jeremy Kaufman about that. And that's, he also agrees too, and he's sitting on the board of the free state project. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I just, I love them. I love the Mises caucus. I love the idea of the Mises caucus. I,
0: It's that LP at the front of it, which is, which has come to turn me off. And you, you were, uh, was that you going, going to almost to blows with, uh, Sterling Reese online recently? That was you. I thought that he was still, see, I thought he was still representative
2: of the Mises caucus. I haven't seen him do anything with the caucus in years. Yeah. Like heist, heist texts me and and he's like, he hasn't had anything to do with the caucus in like three years. And I'm like, well, he's misrepresenting, you know, and it almost, it's, I had a conversation with a couple people afterwards, and I think he meant to do that. I think he might be out there trying to damage the Mises Caucus by by having in his profile that he's a founding member of the Mises Caucus and all this, and then attacking people, knowing that they might use that. You know, I'm when I get in a fight with someone, I'm going to use anything.
0: Sure, sure. I'm
2: going to pick up anything. Hit him with a brick if I if I can find it. You know so i went to that and then as soon as heist told me that i was like oh fuck, and i started deleting shit. right
0: you know? right <laughs>
2: i'm like oh, i fucked up yeah sterling you know? I, sterling even I, I,
0: I can admit when i'm wrong oh yeah. but even even when sterling was like uh in the mises caucus i mean he's always been a very brash like dude that's kind of how he talks to people and uh so i, I was actually watching that whole exchange going oh this is gonna be this is gonna be a wild one that's pete Quinones. that's this is gonna be rough uh, but it, it was it was fun to watch, you know. I had a good time. <laughs> uh, Andrew, tell, tell so tell me, have you ever been a member of, of uh, the Libertarian Party? Is that something that you've you've been, actually? I
1: was. Where you? Yeah, uh, you know, when when I uh, invented the anti-tax, you know, the first people I took it to were, you know, uh, I'm not going to say their names, but you would recognize them as extremely high up in the party. And they, these were, uh, you know, it was a. Uh, I just want to be clear: wife. there's only like
0: five members that are higher up in the party than me. You know that, right?
1: uh yeah and i and uh yeah i know i know the ones and yeah. uh yeah the the uh yeah i i, I took it to a, a husband and wife couple and you know for over dinner they told me about all the you know about you know a lot of a lot of stuff i had no idea about with the lp and how uh dysfunctional to say the very least that it, that it was and i realized very quickly that oh if I want to get my anti-tax through, it's not going to be through the LP. These guys, people have terrible leadership, and they're a very dysfunctional party. And you know, and uh, I, I'm I'm happy that the Mises Caucus is doing what it's doing, and uh, you know, cleaning that out to say the very least. And you know, so uh, you know, hopefully you guys will install better leadership. And like I said the Dave Smith, you know, I would love to have the Mises Caucus help out with the uh, installation part of the anti-tax. They're, you know, obviously, they cannot help with the lobbying part of the anti-tax because, you know, that L next to their name is going to be uh, kryptonite. True. But, you know, if you want to help, you know, go at the city council level and help us install it, we're going to make taxation obsolete. And you won't, you know, in 20 years, your children, you know, will grow up in a world that or in an America that does not have taxation. Sure.
0: Uh, Top Lopsa, thanks for the $5.00 and Mark Metz too, man. But uh, Top Lopsa said it's been fun watching Josh get radicalized more over the course of this show. Now to get him on the anti-tax. So so I don't know anything about the anti-tax, man. Why don't you, why don't you explain that to me? What's what's going on there?
1: Uh, real short is that it's a so, it's basically a sovereign wealth fund or 10,000 of them at the local level. There's about 19,500 uh, local, local municipalities in the United States. And the idea of the anti-tax is that you can create a sovereign wealth fund at the local level in each and every single one of the 19,500 municipalities. And you can use, do that using the reserves of that. that. So typically, a, uh, a local government will have about 8 to 14 months of taxes on hand that sit in the bank account year to year, gathering inflation, not interest. And you know, my idea is let's just take those reserves. Those are taxes that have already been collected. Put it into a, a professionally managed portfolio that's highly diversified, so it'll be very cra- resistant to crashes, resistant to the business cycle, et cetera, et cetera. And let's you know use that to create a passive income fund that will grow over time and eventually make uh, the need for direct taxation to be obsolete. And if you want to uh, make this, uh, you know, port this up to a state and federal level, what you would do is you would lobby the uh, state and federal governments to put direct taxes on your local anti-tax fund, which will be substituted for, uh, your, your, uh, st- any state income taxes, your federal income taxes, your corporate income taxes, you know, any state property taxes, your sales taxes, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is going to be obsoleted. Nice. Dude. And so, yeah, it's like, we're going to, we're not going to abolish taxation. We're going to make it obsolete technology. We've been doing it one way for 6,000 years and now we have a better solution.
0: Yeah. And, and it won't, it won't, uh, require the, 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 the butt of a gun. Uh, be pointed exactly
1: out. so um, uh, your kids are gonna grow up in a world without taxation
0: yeah that would be in a world but yeah you know, at least in America uh, you're killing me today with the the sleeveless shirt man you're really you're like evil John Hudak today man I love it.
1: Well, I am the good guy. He's not the good guy. He's you
0: know, faggot. you know the meme that ever that keeps going around like like evil evil Josh Smith uh says no I won't have any more kids. Like that you know those you know those you're like the anti. You're like the anti uh Houdac today. I like it. I support it, man. He's he's a Houdac with arms. Yeah, oh shit. Yeah. He's going to cry. He's going like, to cry. Guy, yeah, going to cry into his pillow about that tonight. You know that, right? Hudak is a
1: skinny little faggot. He's a sloppy vagina.
0: <laughs> he's he is uh, He's something else that guy he's 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 actually dude he can he's actually can lift really heavy he, like competes and shit but he's like five foot nothing and and like pretty small so um but so another thing that you talk uh, quite about you're like the creator of is the arch tropism right or did I, did I say yeah. that fucking did I, did I fucking yes, did. say it wrong again I, I said it right that time yeah it's not anarcho tropism in case you
1: guys were wondering God do I right. wish it was <laughs> <laughs> uh can you
0: like- can you lay that out in a in a brief way for me
1: all right, so I want to go ahead and thank, uh, you know, Buck and P for giving me the next 15 minutes to monologue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, now the, uh, yeah, archotropism this is the process by which a state grows its power in scale and scope by uh, extracting order from chaos. This is what drives, you know, all of their power grabs. So if you think 9 11, they got the, the, uh, 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 the Patriot Act out of that and two and uh, two disastrous foreign wars you know 9-11 they got the Baker bailouts and and the uh, easy monetary policy and COVID need no explanation basically every time there is chaos you know and this is why they're incentivized to sow chaos in order to be the ones to say hey you know they're like the arsonist firefighter this is their incentive system archotropism is the praxeology That, you know, tells us how and why this thing works, this system works. So this is basic. It's a sociopathic economics. Sure. So
0: when you say so, it's, you know, I'm kind of harking back to this when you when you when you talk about the, uh, the the arsonist firefighter, right? I immediately am drawn t- kind of to the, the broken window fallacy. Right. And so is this kind of like this kind of like building off of that? Like, you know, people that they uh, kinda, create- no,
1: well, you know, what it is, is that this is how they derive more power. Yeah. You know, every single time that there's chaos uh, out there, you know, this is an excuse for them to uh, power grab. True. And they and you see this all throughout human history where, you know, uh, crisis leads to power grab. And that's and, the, and in order to in the name of like restoring order.
0: Right, and I think one of the big problems is that uh, you know, like ninety percent of the population doesn't give a shit about history whatsoever. They don't pay attention to it. They don't understand it. So it's all—it's always a new thing to them to see that happening. But we're dealing with that a lot during COVID. Obviously, it's something you brought it up. Uh, All of you guys, I think everyone on the show has had COVID, and we've all survived it. Uh, And uh, um, I tried. uh, I tried my hardest to get it. I think some people just can't get it, dude. God. Mm-hmm. I've had it twice. I just, so. I just had the flu. <laughs> I'm sure. I literally got
2: the flu. Oh, I mean, really? it was like, yeah, I mean, like a, a real flu. It was like when I had COVID, I like lost taste and smell for two months, two and a half months. Yeah. Um, I got the flu and I kicked it in like three or four days. Yeah. You know, I got
1: the was- regular flu and two colds, and I couldn't catch COVID either variant it's like i tried my best it's like short, short of going in and uh you know french kissing the covid patients but like you know i didn't, didn't try that but i tried everything i think you should try it day.
0: i think you should try it that way i think you should walk nah. into the covid ward to start french kissing people i know i had to get the jab so it doesn't matter now <laughs> oh fuck they're they're it really sucked. pressuring me man real hard so that's that, i actually kind of want to get into this okay so so uh praxian or a post-libertarian or whatever obviously you guys are um coming from a place during this this uh this time that we're living through this era that uh you know we have to start fighting back these people are our enemies uh the people who are um uh, you know basically enforcing the state tyranny whether it's through private business or or normal people whatever it is you know local uh state politicians um these people are our enemies and and we have to fight back and and we you know it's kind of I think you and Dave Smith kind of share uh, a version of this, you know, you're living in Ankapistan in your head kind of thing. Um, uh, Pete, I mean, uh, how far should we go, man? How far should we go away, uh, you know, uh, you know, to to, well, I mean, to fight this stuff?
2: Well, like when I hear people say, like, well, we have to be consistent and we have to, you know, be non-political until it's time to pick up guns. I mean, I've literally heard people say that on podcasts, says, "Okay, well, if it gets there's going to be a point where it gets so bad that you can pick up guns. Well, I mean, if you pick up guns, if you have to pick up guns, you've already lost. So the way I look at it is, sure, political force, force and violence may need to be used. But if you're using it and the general public does not view you as legitimately using it, then you're just going to be called a white supremacist, a, you know, a Branch Davidian, um, Randy Weaver, and they're just going to kill you and they're going to annihilate you. But if you use politics and if you use local politics and you get your town, you get a couple people elected who are willing to, you know, one of the things Andrew talks about is the, the anti-tax, getting the anti-tax. Well, the first thing in all of that is how do, you, how do you get elected? I mean, if I was running, I would be like anti-COVID lockdowns, pro-gun. I mean, I would just run directly from the right. And then if if you rally that kind of support in a town and you have influence with the police force and everything, then... You have a police force, you have a town government and a police force is like, OK, if there are federal mandates and the, or state mandates and they try and come here, we're going to say no. Well, that's that's government. It's a local government, but it's still legitimate. It's still a legitimate use of force to fight this, you know, just getting together a bunch of guys to kidnap the. The, the governor of Michigan, even though I think 60% of them were frigging feds and everything that's, like that, I
0: think you're being conservative mm-hmm. there.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but if you're but if your town council is like, okay, we're going to get together, we are going to instruct the, you know, the police department, you don't let anybody you don't let anybody across that line to come in here, we're going, that is seen in the public as legitimate, right? And I think that's one way that if it comes to it, and you have to use force,
0: seems to me that's probably the best way to do it sure and I and I made this argument today I was arguing with Ace who I love Ace to death I, I think Ace is uh, extremely consistent philosophically and he also understands that uh, at some point maybe some people are not going to be able to be consistent philosophically so he's you know he's a good person to have these these uh, thoughts in philosophy uh, conversations with and and get that direct honest answer but also like I said he's, he's good because he's not gonna like berate you completely for uh, he, he understands that at some point you might have to provide for your family of nine you know what I mean um, and, and I think that that's what it's coming to. And uh, you know, today somebody's like, "Oh, you're making the uh, you're making the encirclement argument." You know, where some, where like people come together and encircle a, a, a resource and don't let you access it. I'm like, but they're they're literally encircling the entire nation right now. That's what they're doing, and they're using private businesses. To enforce their encirclement. You get this experimental uh, medical procedure done, or you can't go to the grocery store and provide for your family. You can't do this. You can't go to the hospital. I mean, it's it's going to come down to like it is in, in, in the UK. You can't go to the hospital. You can't go to the hospital. You know what I mean? You're having a heart attack. Sorry, are you, are you vaccinated? Can I see your vax card? If not, you can't come in and get treatment for, you know, this is this is what we're coming to. And it's it's becoming an encirclement where they are denying you vital resources, that you in in any other situation you'd at least have the opportunity and the right to buy, you know, if somebody will trade with you. Um, but at what point does it become? At what point does the state, the 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 enforcers of the state, become, you know, just as bad as the state?
3: I don't I don't know the answer to that question. What do you think, Buck? When, what at what point do they become as bad as the state?
0: When I they're- mean, I mean, you know, if if if. You know, people keep saying, "Well, that's their private property. It's their private property. It's their private property." I get it because I'm a I'm a private property rights guy. I mean, I think that's the most consistent right there is. I think it's a great you know being uh, coming from Hoppe now and but uh, from Rothbard prior to Hoppe, uh, you know, property rights were the the most important right, and so I get that argument. But at what point does people using their private property to restrict you from vital resources that you need to provide for your family? Uh, Does it, does it become that they're just as bad as the, the, the state?
3: Well, the minute they, they side with the regime and they're doing that because they're, they're being made to by the regime. So uh, there is a part of it in certain blue areas. I understand where it's just their culture that they want to be with the regime. And so they'll screw you guys out of, out of this or that. But um, I I think we're coming to uh, an age, unfortunately, where when, like when Pete said, these people will say, well, when it comes to it, I'll just pick up my gun. When they come for the gun, they don't have to come for your guns anymore. They don't have to do that. They can, they can shut you off from your bank account. They can, uh, make it illegal for you to work at places. They can make it illegal for you to shop at places. What's a gun going to do for you? And so at some point you have to understand we are living in a society that's governed by a, a government that uses force. Um, I prefer to use force, um, for good, and if it means banning vaccine mandates in a state, I'm all for it. And if that's not principled, I'm okay with that. And if it violates the NAP, I'm okay with that too. If your principles uh, always uh, end up getting you on the losing side of a battle, then I'll just change principles.
0: Right, and and I, so so. So I understand that, you know, being a guy who like, uh, like really enjoys principles and having the conversations, I've obviously become a lot more radicalized over the last two years. Um, If you haven't,
2: there's, I I don't, I, I, someone asked me that today. Why do you think? And I'm like, if the only things I can come up with sound like straw men, like you, you've lived at home this whole time and it hasn't hit you, you're wealthy, you know, right. and it hasn't hit you. You've lived in Florida. You've lived in Texas. You've lived in South Dakota. You don't understand what people were going through. I mean, I was in Atlanta and Kemp ended the lockdowns, but I was in Atlanta. Atlanta was like, screw this guy. We're going to do what we want. Atlanta is just completely blue. And that's why that's why I'm in friggin'. that's 32 degrees in Ohio right now, you know, <laughs> because it's why, you know, why would I stay there? I mean, welcome
0: to the Midwest, buddy.
2: Yeah, I do not know, I do not understand how libertarians and people who've studied tyranny and studied totalitarianism um, I think Vin Armani made a great uh, point, like in February, he said we've basically we don't have a the generation that has actually seen totalitarianism and gone to fight it is gone. So Maybe we just don't recognize it because it's something that we haven't seen, but I mean I talked to when I was at Tom Woods Two thousand I talked to a guy who grew up in the Soviet Union, and he's like he's like this is this is border we're we're going towards totalitarianism, and I asked him this question. I said, "Do you think communism should be able should be allowed to be taught in this country and he's like, "Are you insane?" He's like, "Why would you allow that? You crush it as soon as you as soon as somebody starts talking about it, and I was just like, "I like this guy mm-hmm. got buy gotta buy this guy a drink <laughs> i mean what
0: what are we doing sure. are we are we nuts <laughs> no, and i agree i you know and and like i like i I said, I see both sides of the argument, and um I think there's still a lot of places where we can work together with all types of liberty people. Uh, I think that this COVID issue is just going to be one of those issues where we're not going to be able to work with some people on, you know, the the issue at hand at least, which is sad to me because it's this is literally the greatest tyranny of our of our generation, one hundred percent. Yeah, to me
3: that, that's like saying that there's libertarians that can't agree with you on war, right? Because t- until then, until this, th- that was the big deal for us. It's it still is to a to an extent, but this is like the issue of our entire lives. And so if there's libertarians that choose to be bad and weak on this and just say well that's it's their right to just fuck the entire society over, you know, and I know they're going to say that's a straw man, but at some point if you if you're okay with every store and organization and your entire city choosing to side with the regime and shutting you out, I mean it sounds like, uh, you know, there's a line in a movie. He's Where's that guy going? Oh, he's off going to write his hit song All Alone in My Principles, you know, by himself in a room. You'll have nothing. Right. So at some point you got to deal with reality. And unfortunately, like I said, we're in a system where that's governed by force. Do we like that? I mean, I'd rather, no, I'd rather not, that not be the case, but it is the case. And so if you have to use force to fight force,
1: that's what I, I, I'm all for that. True. And if you take one look at Australia, they're not even going to leave you alone in your room. Like Australia is what's coming next. It's like, they have camps that, you know, that, I mean, some people will say, oh, we're not going to have FEMA camps here. or oh, we're not going to have genocide. They're already talking about the genocide. They're just calling it climate change. Right. And, you know, this, you know, if you can't see this coming and you can't say, I'm ready to respond with force. I see the writing on the wall it's like i i don't know what to say to you you're like you, you cannot you are not going to be convinced until the gun's in your face and by then it's too late well, and i was
0: i was saying i was I'm more than perfectly happy to uh trade the entire state of california for all the construction workers that showed a pendent for fist fighting police in the streets in our, in australia i'll trade the whole yeah. state
1: uh, oh yeah absolutely i mean it's a no-brainer but uh, yeah and uh yeah i came from like uh i came to libertarianism like through christianity i was a very a stranger out where i was always kind of temperamentally libertarian but and you know i had a you know very very strong knowledge of you know the bible and one thing that's you know i've I've really kept with me is that okay you know uh, good trees bear good fruit and bad trees bear bad fruit so if your if your ideology is constantly giving you the results of, you know, basically bad fruit where you're saying okay, I'm not allowed to respond to tyranny, I'm not allowed to respond to sta- to uh, you know, private statism, which is not an oxymoron as we've found out. We call it fascism now. And if you're not allowed to respond to fascism, you know, because it's technically private property and you're not allowed to respond to that with force is like, you know, you this is this is not a what you're doing something wrong something's wrong with your ideology or you're interpreting your own ideology wrong i seem to prefer i think the latter is probably correct that you know hey i i see this all of this stuff is happening right now i see this as, a, as an aggression if you're helping out the state you know uh, as far as i'm concerned you're complicit in their, in all of their aggression so yeah i i'm happy to use you know whatever force you know lawful True. you know to uh you have to fight back. And if that means I have to get elected or get other people elected to, you know, to a, a local government in order to be able to fight that battle lawfully, then you so be it.
0: I'm perfectly fine with unlawful, but only in Minecraft, guys. Only in Minecraft. Uh, Warren Dent, two dollars super chat was great. Meeting Josh and Pete at Tom Woods 2000. It was indeed, sir. Thank you so oh, much yeah. for hanging out. I wish I got more time there, dude. I was only there for like what an hour and a half or two hours or something. But I had se- uh, I had seven kids waiting for me in the hotel room. At, yeah. at, at Disney I, World. I saw you
2: for like I saw you for like five minutes, and I didn't realize that you had like a couple nights before that did a whole rant about how much you hated post libertarians.
0: Yeah, that's totally. We, we could have, we could have had a talk. That's totally what I did. I totally went on a rant about how much I hate post-libertarians. You caught me, dude. I yeah, totally. people the- were telling, dude. People were telling me that. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I've never went on a rant about how I hate post-libertarians at all. I did. Yeah, I, I did say that about. I don't like Vin. I'm not a big fan of Vin. I've said that several. He's times. He's not a post libertarian. Okay. He's yeah, an he's agorist. Not, yeah, I'm yeah, not. He's a, not
2: part. I, he's not part of our career. I'm not a big yeah. fan, not
0: fan of Vin. I do like Matt Erickson. I think he's pretty. He's pretty cool. He has some great conversations. I'd love to have him on the show too. I, in fact, when I was thinking about doing this show, I thought about bringing him on too. But having five is just it's a lot. I, when I did my my hundredth uh, episode with like. Dave and Robbie and fucking all those people I was just like oh my god I had Phil on there And Mosh Terrain it was like all at once It was a lot dude but it was you know, it gets it gets a little uh, mucky over over four people on a live stream for sure. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I, I but I I think I had uh, in the two hours I was there, I had probably got like six double shots of whiskey and fucking, uh, people kept smoking me out, and I was like, okay, I gotta get home because we gotta go to we gotta go to Universal Studios at like seven o'clock in the morning the next morning. Like choice, yeah. <laughs> it was flowing. It was flowing hard that night. Too. Yeah, people were having a lot of fun, man. Uh, Quest Fanning, thanks for the five dollar super chase. A reminder of the six times. OSHA's emergency powers were fought In court only once did the courts allow them To stay fully intact I mean do you think so here's my my Concern is they're they're pushing all this Shit through so quickly right um, That by the time any of this goes to court And is fought in court it will be far 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 too late uh, for you know People like me who are resisting It at every chance I can But I have seven kids I got to provide For and, yeah. and it's either this Either either I have to take their vaccine to keep my job or I'm going to start eating My neighbor's groceries you know what I mean like that's That's really where I'm being forced to at this point Does that make me a communist okay well Fine fuck you I'm a communist you know I don't I don't Know but I'm just saying that at Some point they're going to They're, they're going to drive a man who has to provide for nine People I have and don't forget I'm The sole provider for nine people uh, You're going to drive me to to Have nothing uh, left You know what I mean and then and then what do you And then
3: what do you expect from me you Know right I, I don't no. know yeah. That's why uh, government, good government, using force to fight it works, and and it should. Well, we'll see if it works. I hope it does. I interviewed Anthony Sabatini today, who is in Florida. He's a uh, rep out of there. He put out a tweet. No more defense. We need offense. Issuing statements in lawsuits is not enough. Florida and every Republican state must nullify Biden's OSHA vaccine mandate now, and this is my favorite part. Any federal agent implementing them in our state must be arrested on the spot and prosecuted under law. I would so go first, that that but that's a good one. Yeah, yeah
2: and- I would. Yeah, I, I would go further with the um, with that yeah. last part. Yeah, me yeah, too. too. <laughs> so like, I, like, and well, you like saw the couple feet outside the um, you know, into Alabama, the um, he would be escorted to mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we uh so we also have that that legislation coming out that's getting signed by a lot of people now uh i think from the rep from arizona about abolishing the yes. osha completely which yes i know he
1: signed on to that too
0: did he i was hoping he was i know people were t- when i shared it people were like tagging him in it like what's going on dude so i was i was hoping that he would of course of course that's not going to happen we know that's not going to happen and here's my biggest concern is that um so government agencies don't ever abolish themselves Right if if they're If they're shitty they just create an oversight Committee and then that oversight Committee also gets shitty that's how Just how it works That's you know that's the endless Cycle of committees through the The, the government um, If that got Teeth and we got rid of OSHA I mean what do you Think what do you think the federal government would do at that point Man Anybody I don't know
2: man it would um <sighs> I don't see it happening. No. I, I think if you want to get rid of OSHA, you're basically going to have to nullify them out of your state or out of your, yeah. out of your area. You're just going to have to say, OSHA doesn't exist here anymore. Yes. Come, and, come and get us. down at
3: tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over ditto the fbi
2: (laughs) uh, yeah fbi atf dea
1: all of them you know it's like you're you're done we're done with you persona non grata you're not welcome here
0: do you think we'll have another civil war if uh, states decide to start uh seceding not if i can help it
2: no they uh it, i don't think so i think uh, they don't have the budget they don't even have the budget to like the dea doesn't have the budget to like um friggin' police all of the dispensaries in los angeles right what are they gonna do and do you really think that like the government like i know that there are a lot more leftists in the military now than most people would think right i have I have family in the military and you're like, and they're telling me like, oh, holy shit. Well, my family in the military is a freaking communist. Right. So it's like, you know, he tells me things.
0: And, and that's really only, I know that's really only started being like more common over the last decade, man. Cause even when yeah, I yeah. was in everybody in there was like hardcore, like, you know, righty, like Patriot, they didn't give a fuck about the woke culture at all. You know what I mean? It's, it's only really happened over the last decade, man. But if, well, that also tells me something too. If they're in there,
2: it's for, it's a jobs program for them. I mean, do they really want to turn guns on their neighbors and their family? And, you know, they're I don't think they want that. And I think that I think the military has a lot more power than they really understand if they were to start saying, no, you know, start, you know, the, the leaders in the in the field are are the ones who give the orders. I mean, if if orders start coming down from on high and they go, no, we're not following those," Right. Be real interesting to see what happens because who
0: goes in there to stop? Who goes? Nobody goes into the you know, military you know. wanting to shoot people that want to be free in their, in their own country. I mean, that's just not it's not a yeah. common theme
3: amongst uh, American soldiers. That's for sure. And I think all of us are pretty soured on the state in general. But I, I don't even think that we could imagine, say, Texas votes to secede or something. Could you really imagine the U.S. military rank and file? marching through dallas trying to shoot people it'd, i mean it'd be it'd be
0: really it'd be terrible. Wrong yeah
3: that <laughs> for too a while.
0: yeah that too in texas for sure but but it's it's also you know i mean it would have a long lasting effect on the way this country is seen around the world for yeah for uh, at least a century at least at minimum you know um it's if it's the crazy. country survived it I mean,
2: right. it would it would split up. I mean, it, yeah. the splitting up is already happening by default. Um, I think that I had Charles Haywood on my show, and he called it a sifting. You're starting to see a sifting, True. And now you're going to see a break. You're, it's going to break up, it, and and it's going to break up in my lifetime. I, I'm really I, yeah. mean, well, I mean unless I die within the next five years god, or I hope so. so but I think that you not hope the, I die no within not the next dying part the the Thanks. splitting
0: up part I that was a very horribly timed god I hope so dude very to put that part out yeah 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 but the um <laughs> but no
2: i mean I, I honestly believe that i I'm gonna see a state secede some something part of a state succeed in my lifetime you know sure. and i i and when I say lifetime I, in the next 10 years well i think it's new just, Hampshire New Hampshire's working on it dude like, for real. Uh, I mean, I hope they do it. I hope they do it. They have legislation on the table
0: already. I mean, legit, I, have an episode,
2: com- I have an episode coming out tomorrow with Jeremy Kaufman, and that's all we talk about. He just Jeremy's someone that I respect. We have a lot in common. Our thinking is aligned. We read a lot of the same people that most libertarians don't read. And um it took him to me to talk to him to convince me. Yeah, the free state Project's going to work.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, it, I'm it, a fan, and I would love to move to New Hampshire and be a part of the free state project. If, if it wasn't for my uh, my my fiance's um, two daughters' dad that live here in Iowa, I, I probably might properties be properties so expensive. Yeah, I fe- I've I've figured. I've looked at houses before, and I'm just like, oh my god! I, I love Jeremy <laughs> to death. Jeremy uh, made a post recently on on uh, Twitter that was. One of the most based posts I've ever seen in my life. He said, uh, No, 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 dudes. There's no need for libertarians to violate, uh, what was it, like violate the, the private property principles or something. Uh, you know, they do have the right, but we should all take the libertarian stance of shooting OSHA uh, workers on site on your property. I was like, Holy shit, dude. Whoa, okay, based, I'll share that, that's fine That's a fun one, in Minecraft he means though Of course, you know, uh, in case YouTube's Looking, I did monetize this video like an idiot too It's gonna be great Um, (laughs) (laughs) I still have not had a I I know that feeling I still have not had a video pulled Or, I have have a couple demonetized I think one of my episodes was demonetized But none of them have been pulled
2: Oh, I've had them pulled I go Uh, pretty
0: hard, man, I don't know, I think maybe it's just because I don't have as many Subscriptions and, and views As some people, but I've been really lucky. Uh, Magoo, Magoo, thanks for the five dollars super chat. He said it was a highlight for me to meet Pete at the brewery in ATL this summer. Fucking great dude, uh, that was awesome. Kyle Matovic, sick. I don't want to say that wrong. I'll just call you comrade. Sounds like a comrade name. Two dollars <laughs> super chat. He said talk to Pete about triggering Jack Lloyd. Okay, so nah. wait, I do want to talk a little bit. About it. So I'm I'm good friends with Jack, and that was another one that I watched too. I was dying laughing, dude, because he's you know he's another one of those guys that's like going to be super. He's going to be really consistent on the boxcar. I know that. You know what I mean? Um, but what was that all about, dude? Where did that start from? Oh, it was just I, I said
2: on when I was interviewing Mark Claire recently, um, we were talking about messaging. And I was like, I think we're past the time that we post pictures of our, the food that we're eating and our girlfriends on Facebook. You know, And he I, maybe maybe no one has ever criticized him before. I mean maybe I don't know I, I get criticized all the time sure. um and I, I choose I mean all the time and sometimes I'll I'll go back most of the times I just ignore it block and keep going or whatever and everything Sterling Reese was obviously an example I didn't but I get 10 or 20 people a day that I'm just blocking because they're coming at me for any reason and he did not like that at all and um he made a tweet talking about in 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 a thread recently um, that Tho started and Dave Smith came in and it was the day after it was Wednesday, the day after the elections and everything. And he responded, I don't know who he was responding to. I have it on my phone. I can look it up real quick, but he made allusions to the fact that everybody is enjoying the libertarian culture that he created.
3: Oh, Hmm.
2: and I went, Liber- First of all, libertarianism is a culture. You're not going to have libertarianism unless there is a. You're not going to have a libertarian society unless there's a culture that is not distinctly libertarian, sure. but will only cause it to. I mean, you've been reading Hoppa lately. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yes. about. Um, there is no libertarian culture. So I was like, "What are you talking about, Facebook? You know what 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 the hell's going on here?" And it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and. um then I guess I tr- he tried to he tried to get me and Scott fighting with each other. He's like, "Well, you wouldn't. No one would even know who your name. You're writing Scott Scott's coattails, coattails, and everything." And that's when I like checked out of the conversation. And Kyle Anzalone jumped in, and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> he's like, "He's like, you don't know anything about what goes on at the Libertarian Institute," and <laughs> like that. And then Jack deleted the tweet, but you know, screenshots are forever. Yeah. And the list um, comes for all. And that's when he blocked me and then blocked me on Facebook, kicked me out of groups on Facebook, and then has been having a schizo meltdown for like the last 48 hours, making memes and posting memes. I mean, one of them was like pe- me puking at a libertarian event, like everything, which I've never done. But who doesn't get drunk at libertarian events? What Literally is it? Everybody. In- like, I was going like- to you
3: didn't puke at them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not for being <laughs> drunk, though.
0: I watched a guy in your it. state party at the, at the Libertarian Party of Ohio at their uh, – where was, where was that at? Um, what's the capital of Ohio again? Columbus. No. Yeah, it was, I think it was – maybe it was Columbus. I don't know. Uh, but Is it we, Columbus? I don't know. No, but maybe we're yeah, – fuck, dude. Don't ask me. We were at, a, we were at, a, at the Ohio State Convention. I watched a guy puke into the fucking ice machine at the hotel, dude. So, I mean, it, ha- it happens, dude. Like, shit happens, bro.
2: Yeah. And people drink at libertarian events. I, yeah. I guess I guess that's anathema to some people. But I mean, I just I don't know. I mean, it's
0: I'm pretty sure it, I drank with Jack and his and his girlfriend yeah. at a libertarian.
2: He could have DM'd me or like, t- like tweeted at me and tagged me and said, dude, what's the fuck? What the fuck's up with you saying that on the podcast? And I would have addressed it and I would have addressed it publicly and everything but he just went into schizo meltdown mode and i mean it's entertaining and everything and he made like my new profile my new profile pick on facebook and twitter is him saying that i was like a trump a trump kaczynski 2024 hat and it was like and i'm like dude I would love that. He's that would be the greatest based. ticket. That would be, be, be the greatest ticket of all time. <laughs> and then and then what does Lobster do? Lobster comes in and makes the hat of course. and he's selling the hat
0: now. Of course he was. Of course he is. He's the man. This the is, Top Lobsta is the coolest oh, dude in the world. That's why. I'm sorry. Literally of all. This time. is
2: our this is our culture. This is the Twitter culture, Jack.
0: It's uh it's it's you know, listen, if it's if, a
2: little different than Facebook.
0: If somehow Uncle Ted became the vice president of this country, I will tell you, these social media companies are in trouble big time trouble <laughs> i
2: like i like but i I, ge- I generally like jack but i mean i have criticized, i've criticized a bunch of people and everything and i've been criticized jason stapleton did 22 minutes on me a few years ago about why why i didn't matter on my podcast and boosted my downloads 750 to 1000 downloads at that point You're and like, everything thanks buddy and and jason and i recently have started talking and did pod do a podcast together and we were dming last night about something we we're friends again
0: yeah i don't know Jack about J- jason's another out. one i have a problem with too I, I, yeah. I the way he comes off at me and other people it's like nah, i'm a, nah, dude you know what i mean like don't start i don't like i don't like when people just automatically come up to you and like everything you're doing is wrong you're a fucking bitch and blah you know what i mean like I'm not, I'm never going to work with anybody like that. I don't care if I agree with them on a 99 of the the talking points. I'm not going to work with somebody who's a dick like that. So that's one of the reasons why I don't like him. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Vin either. You know what I mean? I I think Vin's right about a lot of things. I think Stapleton to an extent is right about a lot of things too. But anytime you come to me and you're like, everything you're doing is wrong. You're fucking wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Like I'm just going to be like,
3: all right peace out bro fuck you I, I think some and I, we can all agree that even in our communications not amongst us but in general on Twitter things become lost in, sure. in limited characters like that um, because I, I've seen where Jason and Vin can come off as um, abrasive on Twitter and I know I can I know Pete, <laughs> Pete definitely can and can you Josh Andrew oh, you're sure sweet, but um, yeah Andrew's but, a sweetheart on Twitter all the time all of these people all that I know for real like Vin is super like, kind, but behind all of that, like sure. in DMs. And when I had Jason and Pete on together on my show, when we were done recording, Jason was like, I mean, he's one of the nicest people I've met in this scene. Um, so I think sometimes things get lost on Twitter where you know people read it a certain way. You might even be in a bad mood when you're looking at your thread or something, and you're like, what a dick this guy is. And, uh, I will just say for both of those guys, they're they've been nothing but kind behind the scenes, True. in my experience. True. Well, they
0: could still stop being a dick to me, okay? Uh, okay. And and,
3: and uh, you know, here's mm-hmm. the thing: I have
0: this, I have this, I have this pedestal for Jason Stapleton. Maybe I'm hurt. Maybe I'm a little hurt, but I have this like pedestal that I keep Jason Stapleton on because he de- fucking just destroyed Nicholas Sarwark on his show several oh, was years ago. So amazing! It was, the, was so the, I mean, Dave Smith really ended Nick Sarwark's career forever, but the first man that ever really just de- fucking destroyed Nick Sarwark was was that man, Jason Stapleton. And I watched it with my mouth wide open, just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? This was before Dave and Nick were even really on each other's radars when it came to the party. I mean, this was this was, oh, two, it what, was 2016, it was 2017? It was, it was like 2017.
2: It yeah. was devastating. I remember sitting there watching it. I was at work watching it, and I'm just like, holy crap.
0: It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen.
2: uh, There was literally times when Sarwak's jaw was hanging.
0: You could literally see Nick's butthole clenching through his face, dude. (laughs) Like repeatedly, (laughs) like he just you'd see him go up straight and be like you know get his little smarmy ass stupid kid look on his face and then he'd be all upset and then he'd start mumbling and and it was it was hilarious dude it was so funny um jason
3: quite a bit for his actually to clench
0: yeah a lot dude a whole lot there's definitely a lot of air coming out of there uh o'donnell for liberty five dollar super chat man thanks he said universal studios is easier to get to get up for than an lnc meeting a morning after a coke binge well I've never been to an LNC meeting a morning after a Coke binge, but there was the time in Austin where I showed up to the Sunday meeting, uh, in shirt in shorts. And, uh, my hair was all fucked up cause I was all partying in Austin, Texas all night long. And, uh, woke up at some other hotel <laughs> and I had about 20 minutes to get to the meeting. So I hopped in an Uber and walk right into the meeting. It was pretty, pretty rough. Um, let's see, we got some more here. I like to, I like to try and, uh, micro $5 super chat. If you're not drunk at a libertarian event, you're doing it wrong. Uh, libertarian Podcast Review, Fidel I said, Pete, but didn't Jack create the Trump Ted hat?
2: Well, yeah, well, he created it. He drew it up. If you go to my Twitter account and you look at the profile pic, that was done by Jack. And I just, I'm one of those people. It's like, I'm going to lean into it when people attack me and everything. I've had people do that before. And I always make pictures like that, in my profile pic. True. And then Lobster saw it. And Lobster, you know, he's like, Let's do, you know, somebody commented, <laughs> someone needs to make this into a real hat. And Lobster's like, hold on. <laughs> and like five minutes later, he comes back with the link to it.
0: <laughs> Dude, he's the man, bro. You know, if you were in listening, if you were in my my, my uh, Discord server, you could have got the hat, you know, at 30% discount. I'm just saying, man. Uh, Quest Fanning, $2 Super Chat. My, my version of libertarian culture is beer. Uh, Mark Metz, five dollars super J, said, "Be on the lookout for Adventures of the Libertarian Pete as he and Mayor Buck battle through the cave of arch- archotropism culture, baby." Oh, <laughs> I wonder if he'll put you in a, a comic book. Maybe that's coming, dude. You know,
3: you never know. He would look damn good as a comic book character. You can already see the perfect goatee and i think the three of you guys would you know you got you got the you got the the super genius
0: bearded like crazy guy then you got like the buff uh good jawed buck you know what i mean because you know you got that nice jawline and then you you as well you got like the clark kent thing going on you guys would be you guys would be doing good man it'd be you'd all do good in a a comic book uh let's talk about the gop mises caucus Hmm. How do you, so this is, this is a new thing to me, dude. Like I have seen it popping up quite a bit. I think I know of quite a few people involved. Is that something that you guys have, uh, have, have worked with or talked to any of the people
1: that are members of? I made it. Oh, it was you. Yep. Oh, That's, okay. yep. Okay. Yep. Why? And well, the reason is that hey, I, you know, the anti-tax is going to take some actual lobbying work, and that cannot be done through the LP Mises caucus, and you know, and you know, from what I've seen of the LP, is like they're not really all, all that interested in local politics. They want the ego trips, they want the the state levels, and they want the uh, the check marks next to their name. You don't get that if you're only running for mayor, or city councilman. And you know, it's like I, I, again, the first people I took the anti-tax to were, you know, Libertarian Party elites, and we're all not elites, but you know, very, very, very high up. There's and, no
0: one that's elite in the Libertarian Party, did?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I, as I found out, yeah. and what I found out was like, okay, this is not going to work. You know, they're you know they're not organized, and I'm going to have to do my own thing. And the LPMC, they they sound like they got a really great national strategy, and You know, sounds like they do a little bit of localism, but they don't really lead with that. And, you know, and even if they did, you know, they still can't do the lobbying work. So I'm just going to go off and do my own thing, do my own thing. And this is something a lot of other people want. They want to work within the GOP. They want to, you know, they want to be, you know, allied. They're okay with being allied with, you know, people who are not uh, also libertarians. And, you know, they don't want to be in a party where everyone where like the rest of the party hates them and you know they don't want to be associated with all the libertinism crap and there's a lot of people out there that are like yeah well, that that's me and i'm here to to serve that market demand sure sure i and so i mean
0: are you guys I obviously you've seen like the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus like platform you know their national strategy you know that localism is actually at the very uh, uh, front of how they support candidates they only support local candidates I used to be the candidate uh, committee chair for the for the caucus so that was like my job was to find candidates for us to support only local candidates we would endorse statewide candidates uh, but we financially would help local candidates. Um, and they have some wins too, some really good wins um, at the, of people that they supported. But I mean, are you going to be taking the GOP Mises Caucus in the same direction, or what?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to work with the, with the uh, the LPMC guys, you know, on you know the local issues. And I kind of wish you guys would lead with that. I think it's a much stronger argument than what you're talking about with the, uh, the with the national stuff, but. That's my subjective opinion. True. And yeah I, I would, I, yeah, I would love to you know, work with you guys. And so I, I, d- I definitely think we're going in much the same direction. But if you, and I've, I invited Dave Smith the other night, hey, if you guys want to help out with the anti-tax installations, I think you'll do a lot to, uh, you know, enhance your credibility. Cause think about it. Like, you know, it's like, it's one thing to, you know, tell people a message that's going to go straight over their head because most, because like 95% of people are not ideological thinkers and, you know, they're incentive-based thinkers. They're just non-ideological. That's evolution. They're evolved to think that way. And the, uh, and you're never going to change that. So, that, you know, but if you want to, you know, really start changing their lives and say, hey, this, me- this message I'm preaching is what informed, you know, this anti-tax, which has, you know, given you a massive tax cut, you know, has basically abolished taxation and will abolish, uh, you know, not abolish, but obsolete taxation for your children. Uh, you know, that's good. They're going to take a look. They're really going to listen to that. They're like, all right, what is this Mises thing? Sure. You know, I, we'd love to, you know, tell us more, you know, like you've changed my life. Uh, you know it's like you didn't just change the way I think you changed my life and you really changed it from the pocketbook. I'm not trying to change hearts and minds I'm trying to change pocketbooks. True. And it's like that yeah the the road to people's uh, hearts really goes straight, straight through their wallets. And, and their tummies. That's the sort from what I hear. Yeah. That's that's my strategy is that you know I'm just going to you know instead of like trying to persuade them to be, be messesus I'm just going to pay them to be messesus. <laughs> and yeah. It's like, I mean, look paying people to do what you want is a universal behavior hack. Sure. Yeah. You know, this is something everybody has, you know, kind of knows it's not quite as sexy as, you know, really changing their minds, but it'll work. Sure. It's like, everyone knows if you want something, pay for it. If you want something done right, pay for it. You know, it's like, yeah, otherwise all this like free shit, just, it doesn't do it for people. I have some tattoos
0: and... that prove that buddy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's like, so if you guys would you know, love to help out with that, you know, I'm happy to, you know, help, you know, guide and inform those installations.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be an, an important uh, kind of unity.
1: Uh, I, I don't know, coalition do. going forward. Yeah, I for think sure. this is a unity strategy. The anti-tax is a unity strategy. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I, and again, it's like, I'm not like, a, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys, any who in the audience, if y'all saw the, you know, episode Pete and I did with Dave Smith, I thought it was, you know, pretty nice. You get past the first, you know, 30 minutes of letting Dave vent and, then we get to the, to the part where we're actually talking strategy and all that, and I thought it was you know very cordial, very good, and I think yeah, he's, he's you seen- got to be
0: careful with Dave. He he basically came on for my hundredth episode and just hosted my show. I mean that's really that's really what happened, dude. You got to be careful with him, and of course you had such a, a non biased medi- uh, mediator. Moderator in <laughs> Pete so I'm sure he wasn't biased. I'm a Republican of course I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> Of
1: course I'm gonna rig it against the libertarian Are you kidding yeah,
0: me <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, Buck we got a question in, in the super chat man Here it's, it sounds like something you might be able to Answer Josh Russo $5 super chat How does succession get around the Social secu- security problem uh, I don't I'm just gonna say I don't think social security Is a problem just dump that shit but go go ahead you go ahead.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. But like he, he mentioned that in the chat there, that n- people don't want to hear that. And, and if you're young, if you're in your say from 20 to 35, you should hear that because you shouldn't be depending on something like that. But let's say if Texas secedes, uh, my parents would be concerned about that. Sure. And uh, that those are the people that vote. And for instance, if you move to France or any foreign country, you still get your Social Security check. So that still happens. Now, uh, I interviewed Bob Murphy recently. He's got a new ebook out called "Common Sense: The Case for an Independent Texas," and he has a section specifically on this that I would recommend. That I think you can get it free uh, on his website. Um, I know it's on Amazon as well, but uh, I would, I would, I would direct you to that resource obviously bob knows what he's talking about as far as economics goes but that's the that's the main example that he gave me if you move to a different country and you've been paying in his social security you still get it and so just because texas becomes a separate country does not mean that you would not get your social security payments but however like josh started this question with um if you were in your 20s or 30s or maybe even early 40s please don't count on that because you're not going to probably get it in the end. Yeah. I'm, I'm not counting on social security. There's no way
0: it's going to be there for can me. I jump,
2: can I jump in on this too? Yeah. Cause
0: Pete's almost two social security. So let's let him talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
2: Oh, fuck you <laughs> Jeez, um, i'm just kidding Pete, we're not that I'm mu- more, we're not that much almost, difference of age i think i'm almost to the point where i can get into
0: um, 55 and over communities are you really see i thought i i figured you were over cheap. i figured you were cheaper. getting close to that but i didn't i for some reason yeah. i thought you were younger like in your early 40s and i don't know why the the, the faces of the men in my family do not fall apart
2: until sure. they hit about 65
0: maybe so. it was buck i was thinking yeah. buck you're around 40 right 44 yeah okay All right. So we've been talking about the
2: anti-tax, right? Worse comes to worse. The the state, you know, the United States doesn't want to pay the seceding country, uh, the seceding country.
0: If the anti-tax is in place, it might be something to be able to take care of the people. You could really, yeah. I mean, you could secede really. all the way down to the municipal level if you had an anti-tax in all these municipalities, yes, I absolutely. mean, no yes, doubt. Absolutely, It's, yeah. it's, it's top as 10,000
2: Lichtensteins from this book right here. What is that and democracy? You know, the, yeah. uh, it's democracy. Uh, yeah.
1: And, you know, hey, if the uh, you know, secession comes and the federal government decides that uh, it would prefer to shoot at us, uh, you know, after all, and, you know, maybe the military is ready to enforce it, you know? Paying them off, you know, might be having an anti tax around or, you know, a few thousand of them. That might work, you know, paying them off. Yeah. You know, just a, it's a ransom fund at that point. And, you know, it's just like worst case scenario. You know, it's like best case scenario, we just have a peaceful, you know, national divorce. uh, Worst case scenario, we might have to, you know, pay a ransom. And, you know, God help us, we don't want to fight. I think worst so. case
0: scenario is we have to fight. I think that's the worst case scenario. As much as it, you know, I get a little little tinge of excitement every time i think about it uh none of us really want to do that at the end you know in the end that's not what we want we want we just want to be peacefully left the fuck alone right i mean that's really it's yep. really all it is
1: oh, hope for the best plan for the worst
0: yeah absolutely well guys we're uh we're at the end of this thing here the 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 hour-long course if you guys can stick around and do a couple minutes in the can uh, i recommend members only chat, can, I re- great.
2: can i recommend the, in the members only chat i talk about what why i think this whole post-libertarianism thing happened
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, we can definitely do that Or, I mean, I, I, listen, I had Tom Woods In and maybe there that, uh, debating it, on whether a hot dog Was a sandwich or not, so we can really just talk about Whatever we want in the members-only chat That's the good place to do it, and Tom Woods did say the F-word In my members-only uh, stream, which was You know, if you, if you really got the five bucks a month It's Lies. good to check out, dude I swear, on, I swear on everything Lies. that I love He dropped the F-bomb While debating whether or not he's done it in front of me many times, (laughs) yeah. While he was debating whether or not the hot dog was a sandwich or not, he in his punchline to that debate, he literally (laughs) dropped the F bomb. It was great. It was really fun to watch, dude. I got my heart beating. You know, I was like, "Oh, Tom." Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Uh, but, man, I appreciate you guys coming on. I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, 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 Pete and Buck and now also Andrew. Uh, I'll definitely be checking out your show a lot more and stuff too, man. Uh, but before before we get out of this stream, uh, where can the people follow you, support you, listen to you, all that great stuff? We'll start with uh, Pete. Freeman Man Beyond the Wall podcast. I have a Patreon. But if you go to
2: freemanbeyondthewall.com forward slash support. You can do you can support right there. Um, by any means necessary is a sub stack I have, and of course the Libertarian Institute with the great Scott Horton, um, Sheldon Richmond, Kyle Anselone, Keith
0: Knight, Patrick McFarland. some of the most base Tommy motherfuckers. Sammons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Tommy oh, Salmons yeah. over there too? That's great. Oh, yeah. I love that guy to death, man. I got to have him on my show, too. I really got to book something with oh, him. Oh, you have to. You yeah. have to. I went on his show recently, and it was it was a lot of fun, man. He just got super high. And we just had a really – it was a really cool conversation, dude. Um, Buck, where can the people find you and support you and follow you? All that great stuff.
3: Counterflowpodcast.com has all the social media links. It's at Buck Rebel, as you can see on this live stream uh, on Twitter. Counterflow Podcast with Buck Johnson is the show. And – uh, we're on youtube now so go uh, subscribe to the youtube page it You're took doing forever live shows it, aren't you sometimes sometimes doing live but now they're all broadcast on youtube every podcast episode and then yeah we've been doing live streams too uh that yeah the infamous post-libertarian live stream was on that so well, um live streams are great man it's my favorite yeah yeah and pete's pete's teaser about what we're going to talk about is already getting me excited so yeah
0: uh yeah. on to you andrew yeah andrew where can the people find you listen to you support you all that great stuff
1: uh, yeah, if you want to uh, you know, find me on Twitter at popular liberty underscore, sometimes I respond, usually I don't. But if you, if you want to uh, learn more about my work, there's my channel at uh, popular liberty on YouTube. If you want to read my writings where I go into great detail about, uh, you know, my, about my, uh, archotropism, the new praxeology that, you know, really has not been taught by this, this is the sociopathic side of Austrian economics that just has not gotten talked about. And if you want to read more about that, I have, you know, about 4,000 words written so far, I'll Be coming out with another 2,000 very soon uh, on my uh, Subscribestar, Subscribestar.com slash Popular-Liberty. And you can also, you know, join my, uh, disco- my uh, a Discord group there for, you know, seven bucks and ask me pretty much any question you want and i will give you long long answers then in, in great detail which i cannot do on twitter because i have 280 characters and i've learned better about you know twitter debates oh brevity isn't it
0: great <laughs> uh guys i i appreciate you
1: very much if you guys could stick around for just uh,
0: a couple minutes while i close out the show we'll get the members only going all righty yeah, awesome. thanks all right guys another awesome episode of break cycle man i love those guys to death dude i don't know how i don't know how anybody fights with those guys i mean we could argue and and listen I think that the the um, discussion of uh, philosophy and ideology is great. I really do. I think it's a great way to sharpen our, our knives and uh, and be ready for more discussions and more debates with people who might be learning. Uh, but man, they're really, you know, regardless of what they're doing, it's allies. And we need to really start thinking about how we can all work together to uh, fight back against this crushing fucking tyranny that we're all dealing with currently on a daily basis. And it is creeping into the states that have shielded you uh, for the last two years. Uh, I, I know that because I live in Iowa and it's starting to creep in here too uh, after two years of thinking that we'd be safe here. So uh, you guys better get together, man. Start working with the people that want to smash this shit. Uh, it's an important thing thing. Uh guys, if you want to come watch the members only uh stream at right immediately following this stream, you could join the uh the YouTube channel under all my videos by hitting join. It's like 6 bucks a month or 5 bucks a month. Uh you get some other perks too obviously. Uh hand drawn uh, custom emojis for the live chat so if You're checking out live shows it's a Cool place to be uh, top lobster Droom. you Also get a cool badge next to your name um, That changes colors depending on how Long you've been a member so all good Stuff or you can join the patreon and Subscribe star both of those are Forward slash uh, break the cycle j s uh, and You can get these uploaded at least Hopefully the next day I'm almost all Caught up on all the episodes I need to Upload there um, it, you know like I said we Had a lot of stuff going on with the Family and sickness and Disney World And I'm getting caught up on some Things and we're getting back into the Swing and doing the Show consistently every night so uh, We will be back by Monday Everything should be rolling the way it was Prior to me uh, going on Eight day vacation with seven kids So um, but of course go check out my Sponsors top Lobster.com, the man the myth the Legend my good friend and partner On break the cycle where you can get this great break The cycle synth wave uh, dark camo Hoodie that I'm wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout For a 10% discount or Join all those things I told you to join and uh, You will uh, get to Get in that Discord server where you get all of his gear up to two weeks prior to it going to the general public at like a uh 30% discount. So really it, it makes a huge difference. Uh and if you're a member of the YouTube channel and you're not yet in the Discord server, please email me at cycle at gmail.com and I'll make sure that I get you into the Discord server. Just show me proof that you become a member on the channel. I'll get you into the Discord server. I want all you guys in that community. It's a really, really great community, man. Uh, And, of course, check out executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Thanks to Alex T. for becoming a new member of the YouTube channel. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm I'm stoked to have you in our members-only chat. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to go do that next Monday. Uh, starting the show back up five nights a week is going to be my good friend and partner, Top Lobster, going to be back on the show. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll be talking about these mandates for the jobs and stuff and why you know he moved to Florida recently from New York. Uh, I'm starting to get hit with some of these mandates here in Iowa through my job. So uh, we got a lot to vent about. It's going to be a fun show. I'll see you then if I don't see you in the members only chat. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle.
3: to explain the lyrics of my last song they seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain but i just meant it in minecraft the helicopter part was in reference to gta 5 and the things you do so when any violence you commit i am not an excuse because i just meant it in minecraft Chipper is my friend and it's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control. Because I just made it in Minecraft. Obviously I would never advocate force. Unless it's due process and a trial, of course. And if you're convicted, we will make you a course. In Minecraft, just in Minecraft. Doing nothing, I mean you know it. I'm trying to get getting close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm a poet In Minecraft, in Minecraft